everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the MLS Aces podcast. This is your host, Tom Sweezy, once again, and I'm joined by Riley McManus. Riley, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. That doesn't sound too confident. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, we've pretty good. Uh, Riley, how's your weather? Really hot. Is it? It is, uh, very, very humid outside. According to my iPhone, it is 81 degrees, but it feels like 82. I wish. Right now it's 61, and it's cloudy and shitty out, so I'm kind of upset by it. Eh, Weather's weather. (laughs) Um, This is April. uh, Yeah, you know, April showers bring May flowers, right? That's the line? Yeah, tell tell you what, I did have a, like a tornado yesterday so that was bad i i never experienced one of those so i would say it's probably bad back to back tornado references by the way going back to back um so let's just quickly jump into this episode since last week was 70 something minutes let's go <laughs> let's, let's get this going um no follow uh no listener question of the week so we didn't have any uh, listener questions sent into our email this week uh or on twitter But we do have a follower of the week, and this week, uh, there's no real name. His Twitter name is just 4Columbus, and he is at MLS Let's Chat. So he and I had a really good discussion about some of the news that we're going to talk about in two seconds. And uh, go follow him. He was really, really really informed about the Columbus crew and the U.S. men's national team. And uh, going to the news that I just mentioned, the Vancouver Whitecaps send midfielder Kakuta Mane to the Columbus Crew. The Columbus Crew send back midfielder Tony Chani, $225,000 in targeted targeted allocation money, I can't speak today, and $75,000 in general allocation money back to Vancouver. Um, The 22-year-old Mane has 22 goals and 12 assists to his MLS career. And uh, he was a recently a call-up to the U.S. Men's National Team January camp. Tony Chani is a number six who was a starter alongside Will Trapp for the Columbus crew a few seasons ago when they made it to MLS Cup. Uh, he seemed to have fallen out of place with crew uh, the, co- the crew's coaching staff last season and this season. Um, so far to his MLS career, here's 10 goals and 21 assists. Uh, Riley, what did you think when you saw this news? Both teams really got good deals out of it. I think so. Because Mane goes to a Columbus crew team that, you know, needs some help in the midfield. Whether it be scoring goals or tracking back defensively. Columbus crew, I mean, Iguain can't do all by himself. Trap can't do him by himself you know, as a number six. So I think it's a good move for, for the crew. And to get on Vancouver side of things, to get a MLS experienced Tony Johnny also with an MLS Cup run in his repertoire, plus a lot of money, good deal for both sides. It's A-plus trade. Uh, I think both teams got definitely a good trade. Uh, Kukuta Mane, I first, when I heard the news, I thought this was going to be uh, Ethan Finley's time to get bumped out of the Columbus Crew lineup and line up uh, Mane next to Justin Miram in the midfield with Iguain up top. But someone brought it up to me on Twitter, and I can't remember who, that this might be 
them trying to replace Federico Iguain after the season. So I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know if they're going to bump Mane to the middle after the season or whatever, but I think the crew got a very talented player and a very young player at that um, at that note. And uh, Tony Chani, I just think he needed a change of scenery for his Major League Soccer career. I think his days were numbered in Columbus. And if he can get back to his 2015 form, I think then he could definitely be the number one like defensive midfielder in Vancouver and help out that back line that has some talented pieces to it. Um, the next piece of news that happened in Major League Soccer this week was a pretty big... Uh, Pretty big move for Minnesota. Minnesota United FC sends um, midfielder Mohamed Saeed and midfielder Joshua Gatt to the Colorado Rapids. The Colorado Rapids send defensive midfielder Sam Cronin and left-back March Birch back to Minnesota. Um, Just a couple of notes about the players here. Mohamed Saeed, he was a bench piece for the Columbus Crew the last two seasons and was drafted in the Super Draft by Minnesota. Um, he looks to be in bench piece again, sitting behind Michael Azira in Colorado. Um, Josh Gatt was 25 and for the last five seasons has been playing with Molde in Norway. Um, he's had three major knee injuries that have kind of derailed his career a bit, and we can only hope that Colorado is a place where he can flourish again. Um, Sam Cronin, he is a 34-year-old number. He's a 30-year-old number six, and um, I think he's extremely underrated as number sixes go in the league, and I think he was a big key to Colorado's best defense last season. And uh, Mark Birch, he's a 32-year-old left back, like I said earlier, and uh, I think he's definitely a starting caliber left back, and he was playing backup behind Eric Miller in Colorado, and I think that Minnesota has found their starting left back. That's definitely true. Minnesota's cheering themselves up defensively, so they don't lose like 5-1 every game, and uh, that still remains to be seen because they were not available for this week's game, but Minnesota's looking up. But to be fair, they didn't really have anywhere else to look up. Uh, yeah, to be fair, it wasn't like too much of... They they couldn't fall too much more. So, uh, yeah. speaking of this week's games, Riley, do you want to get talking about this week's games? Yeah, you just talked a lot, and I feel like I'm not contributing. So... <laughs> I guess we'll start with the early Friday night game, Toronto FC nil, Sporting Kansas City nil. This is the second best performance from SKC this week. Uh, if you don't know, <laughs> I'm referencing to the April Fool's joke that was played on Colton Storm. Hey, Riley, I have uh, a question for you. What? Are you Mark from Cabo? <laughs> if you didn't see that, go check it out. It'd probably be the funniest thing you watched today. Okay, so like I said, it was no nil, not a lot from this game. Uh, Altador got a yellow card. If you care about that kind of stuff, it was good. It was a good game, back and forth. Not a lot of chances at goal though. Dom Dwyer, he uh, he missed the chance late, but you know, not a lot happened in this game. No, this game was pretty boring. Uh, Josie Altador, I think he got subbed in late. They gave him a little bit of a break because of uh, U.S. Men's National Team time. Bradley was probably a little tired from some U.S. Men's National Team games, and Giovinco didn't really look like himself. And uh, no Benny Failhaber for Sporting Kansas City this game. So those are the key noticeable uh, 
news there for that game. Uh, do you want to mention the next game too, Riley? Uh, I actually have one more point, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Clint Irving was subbed off in the 40th minute. Yes. And that's not typically good because you don't usually substitute goalkeepers. I think so, I read something that to watch out. he was out for four to six weeks. Yeah, something to watch for going forward for four, four. I said four a lot. <laughs> <laughs> for Sporting Kansas City. For Toronto. You said four Sorry. a lot, and you still messed up the team name. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple couple bad quality weeks for me. It's, it's okay, we still love you over here. Yeah, Twitter didn't. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'll, I'll move on to the next game. Yeah. Seattle Sounders, nil. Atlanta United, nil. Nil Atlanta United nil. Not a lot happening, but Alexi Laws did make a great point during the commentary of this game that it was a 3 3 draw dressed as a nil nil draw. Clint Dempsey came on in the 57th minute, created straight magic with his feet. If you did not see it, I recommend you watch those highlights because Clint Dempsey was great. Uh, Jordy Dellum was kind of thrown into the lineup at the last minute, he did very well, subbed off in the 80th minute. As far as Atlanta, Miguel Abenroll was kind of quiet. Kimwan Jones made his Atlanta United debut coming on in the 82nd minute for Hector Valbuena. It was, it, was a, it was a fun game to watch. It was pretty soccer. It was aesthetically pleasing. Just you didn't get the satisfaction of a goal. No, I agree. Nil-nil uh, draw, but that kind of downplays what this game actually was. Plenty of chances by both teams, plenty of talent on the field for both teams, and the talent was on show, and, you know, it just ended up neither team could find the back of the net, and uh, I just think it's impressive that Atlanta didn't score a goal this week at the end of the day. It was a fun atmosphere, though. Like, you can just see it on TV. People were excited. It's a Friday night game, a night game in Seattle. Seattle gets, Seattle gets lit. Top three environment in uh, Major League Soccer, definitely. Yeah, I want to do a show where it's just us talking about like that kind of stuff, like environment, best players. Probably should do that during the All-Star break. I would like to do that. See, or, we're planning podcasts do- on the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is exactly <laughs> what people tune in for, is this. Um, if okay, you're interested so- in that, please let us know, actually. <laughs> yeah. Any um, show ideas... You got the email, and Tom will read it at the end of the show. Exactly. Um, next game that we're going to talk about is a game that actually had some goals in it. Um, New York City FC defeated San Jose 2-1. to um, Marco Urania, forward for the Earthquake, started the scoring in the sixth minute after an ugly play by Andrea Pirlo and Sean Johnson. Um, in the tenth minute, midfielder Jack Harrison scored with a very nice assist from David Villa. And later on, super sub Tommy McNamara scored off a Ronald Matarita assist and won the game for uh, New York City. Um, game started off a little sloppy for New York City and San Jose both. Um, I think it was bad goalkeeping play for most of the game between Sean Johnson and David Bingham. And New York City came out on top once that, um, Andrea Pirlo got subbed off and... It's looking like his days are numbered in the uh, blue and white right now. I would like to point out, because you said you mentioned the goalkeeping, that's what we have after Tim Howard, by the way. Uh, is David Bingham and Sean Johnson. After Brad Guzan? 
Brad Guzan's on us. I think I, I personally think Tim. We'll go with Tim Howard. But a forty-year-old Tim Howard over Brad Guzan. No, one hundred percent. I think it's Tim Howard, Brad Guzan, and for me personally, it's Bill Hamid. But you know, I, I guess people don't see it that way. One thing you didn't mention from this game, as I switch subject, because this is not a U.S. national team podcast, <laughs> sort of. Uh, there's a red card in this game. Yes, to red. someone that I can't remember. Victor Bernardes. Yes. Yes, Thank Victor Bernardes got subbed team. out. I uh, got the red card. I mean, and it's a big blow. Yeah, it is. I'm a. I'm personally a big fan of red cards. They change the whole complexity of games, and I always find that to be a very interesting storyline. You like 11 V10s? I prefer 10 V10s. <laughs> Wide open. A red card apiece? <laughs> yeah, a red card apiece. Just not to the goalkeeper. <laughs> Nevertheless, Jack Harrison, probably one of my favorite young players in MLS. I love Jack. Oh, Jack Harrison. And David he was masterful in this game. Some of the touches he had on the, on the ball... On the uh, Jack Harrison goal, Villa set it up with a fantastic flick Un- off his heel. Unbelievable back heel to Harrison. Covered, then, too. He had, he had two guys on him. Uh-huh. And then Villa also assisted on Tommy McNamara's goal. God, just David Villa. Great week from him. Jack Harrison had looked great once again in New York City. You got to love him. They uh, pick up three points. But you got to love him. So. I do love him. So, yeah. <laughs> Should I move on to the next game? Yes. MLS history, ladies and gentlemen. And not what you're thinking. <laughs> Bastian Schweinsteiger made his MLS debut for the red and navy blue of Chicago. Chicago Fire 2, Montreal 2. Bastian Schweinsteiger scored in 17 minutes. First ever MLS goal, just 17 minutes in. Uh, it ended up 2-2. Had a lot of fun with this game. Everybody was on the Swan Siger bandwagon. That's not his name. But there were two red cards, one apiece, in this game. <laughs> Is that why you want And Janino in the 71st minute got a uh, double yellow, and then a straight red for Victor Cabrera. Obviously, the main storyline from this game is Victor, not Victor, uh, not Victor Cabrera, which is a storyline, but Bastian Schweinsteiger played well, and Chicago Fire has a good chance of qualifying for the World Cup. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about that last point. But, um, <laughs> okay, just dead silent. Just dead silent on the other side. Um, but... That was funny, man. <laughs> uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger had a very, very impressive... Uh, debut in Major League Soccer. He scored the early on goal, like Riley said, and when he had the ball at his feet, he was making the Montreal defenders look a little silly out there. Um, Maybe that's what a year and a half's worth of rest does. I don't know, but he looked well. Um, Juninho and Dax McCarty played very well, and um, you know I think their defense blew it late. The back line is not that good for Chicago, and they're going to blow games like this with a weakened back line. So that's the issue that comes up when you spend almost $5 million on Bastion Schweinsteiger. You don't have money in your defense, and it's a 2-2 game. So 
you gotta hope that the Chicago Fire can find some kind of deal in the summer, bring in a right back, bring in maybe a better center back. I'm not sure. So, um, the do you have anything else to say before we move on? Yes, I do. I would like to continue the narrative that David Akam seems to be really having fun playing soccer now. He might actually stay in Chicago past this season, so uh, hopefully that's the case. Man, he looked so sad last year. He just looks sad he looked like he didn't, he didn't have anyone like, good around him. And then you throw in Bastian Schweinsteiger, um, Juninho, Dax McCarty, Nemanja Nikolic, and he's like, wow, I have people who want to play. So... We're happy, David Akam's happy, and I'm about to bring up a game that will make Riley not too happy, and that is that the Columbus Crew defeated Orlando City SC 2-0 this weekend. Um, in the 13th minute, Justin Miram scored a goal off an Arthur assist, and in the 77th minute, Justin Miram scored once again off of a Federico Iguain assist. Um, Justin Miram has just been impressive in 2017. The guy is... Looking like he did back in 2015 when the crew went to MLS Cup. And you, you can't deny that he is looking like the best player on this team and arguably the best player in the Eastern Conference. Um, I mean, I have nothing else to say besides Orlando City did not look good. Justin Miram abused Orlando City's back line all game long, and he put away two goals. Uh, Jose Aja went out in the 43rd minute. Tommy Redding checked on for him. Yeah, Orlando didn't look good. I watched this game on Facebook Live, but you have some things to say about Facebook Live. Uh, nevertheless, okay, so I, was, I may have been wrong about this whole Christian Aguita thing. Checks on the first time this season, and they lose. I'm perfectly content with keeping that guy on the bench. <laughs> not stepping out on the pitch if we keep winning. I mean, I, as long as we keep winning, keep the players that have won the games, that's, right? That's all I got. Uh, you want to bring up yeah, the next? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Sorondo Carrasco. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with them. I'm pretty Isn't sure that Alex Car- Morgan's husband. Ah, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm pretty. Cur- I'm pretty sure Carrasco allowed one so. of. He was a factor in one of Miram's goals that he messed up and let Miram run right by him. Why don't we just go get a Bastion Swinesteiger? Because uh, you have Kaká already. Got the money. Got the location. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until that guy goes away. Get some money. Nah, I love Kaká. Wouldn't trade him for anything in the world. Except for Messi. <laughs> Moving on. DC United 2. Put up a Union 1. <laughs> it was two early goals in the first half from DC United. It was... Uh, Jose Ortiz and Lucano Acosta. It was their first two goals in the 18th, of the season. 27 minutes. Yes, you can. Yeah. They're back. And what near your most cup pick? They're back. <laughs> first goal, first win. Is this their, No, they've had a no draw, so this isn't their first point. Right? Um, No, I, th- I think it's their first win, but yeah, not their first point. Yeah, so they have four points, maybe. Four or five points. Nevertheless, 2-0 at the break. CJ Spong pulled them back in the 71st minute. 
that's pretty much the storylines from this game. No red cards. Like, man, a lot of red cards so far early on. A lot, yeah, a lot of red cards this but season, I feel like. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's like very surprising not, not to see one now. That's probably a bad thing. <laughs> Anyways, this the store the scoreline pretty much tells you how the game went. DC was pretty pretty clinical in the first half, put away two goals, one off penalty kick, and they tried to and uh, the other team Philadelphia. The other team tried to come back. Philadelphia tried to come back. Yep, it's a uh, it's it's a bad afternoon for me. <laughs> tried to come back and score some goals, but they didn't. They got one back, but couldn't quite cap it off. So it's two one. That's how the score line says it is. Speaking of bad afternoons, Real Salt Lake had a bad afternoon this weekend. Minnesota United. I like Thanks. Minnesota United defeated Real Salt Lake 4-2 this weekend. Um, Luke Mahalan for Real Salt Lake started scoring off early with a fourth-minute goal. Kevin Molino, the former Orlando City player, scored in the 16th minute to tie things up. Christian Ramirez scored in the 52nd minute to put Minnesota up 2-1. Christian Ramirez scored again in the 62nd minute, putting Minnesota up 3-1. Then, um, Johan Venegas scored in the 68th minute, putting Minnesota up 4-1. to one. And finally, uh, Real Salt Lake brought one back with the Euromopsisian goal to make it 4-2, to two, and that's how the game would end. Congratulations to the Minnesota... Wait, 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 hold on. What? They only gave up two goals? Yeah. That's amazing. New signing's not even on the field, and they're Great. already making a defensive impact. <laughs> Just the excitement... Go, go on. Um, so, like I was saying, congratulations to Minnesota United FC on their first ever Major League Soccer victory. Um, it was a dominant game from the Loons, and Christian Ramirez looked absolutely fantastic with Kevin Molino in the midfield right behind them. So, I think this is what they need to do going forward, and hopefully their new signings add even more defensive help and they can allow less than two goals a game, hopefully, at some point. Also, there was football lines in the field this time. Yes. That kind of, that that was bad. That threw me off. Maybe that helped. <laughs> it, um, it threw Real Salt Lake off as well. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota has a true home field advantage. <laughs> but no red cards in this game, by the way. That was, uh... No red cards, but what what did you think of Minnesota, of Christian Ramirez and Kevin Molina? Well, I knew Christian Ramirez and Kevin Molina could score goals. No, it's just the def- the defense was good. I mean, the def I don't know. Like I just two go- two goals is you know not necessarily the barometer for good, but they're better. This just this game just got me excited for them. People are saying Christian Ramirez is a Golden Boot candidate, which I think he has four this season, four goals or three goals a season. Uh, Kevin Molino is looking good in the midfield, and hopefully that, like I said earlier, hopefully that Mark Birch can be a solid left back for them. Hopefully Sam Cronin can help out the back line even more with having a very good number six there. So, you know, I think things are up for Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's definitely probably not going to lose anymore. 
like as as much <laughs> as I have. Like I, I realized what I said right when I said it. Hopefully they yeah. don't have the yeah worst, they're gonna lose a lot. Hopefully they don't they don't have the worst goal allowance rate in Major League Soccer history. Yeah, I, I've been terrible today. It's okay. I just, I just want I just want listeners to recognize that I know I've been terrible today. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, so I guess it's my turn now. Yep. The Houston Dynamo four, New York Red Bulls one. What? Very surprising scoreline. Yeah. Did, I, did I say Houston was going to be good this year? Uh, you did say Houston was going to be good. I thought I, I did. I don't think you think you thought Houston would be this good this uh, this uh, season though. Yeah. I, no, not really. <laughs> not this season. <laughs> Brother at Phillips kicked things off in the 13th minute with a goal and an assist from Sasha Kleschen. Uh, Dylan Remick. Yeah, that's good. I'm getting yeah. better. 14th minute, right after the Brother at Phillips goal, so back-to-back goals there. 1-1, Cuba Torres from a penalty kick in the 41st minute with a halftime that way. 2-1 to the Dynamo, and Cuba Torres scored in the 56th. And established time to complete his first ever hat trick, and the first hat trick by a Mexican player since 1997. Also, a statistic from Cuba Torres, besides the fact that he had a yellow card in the 87th minute, gave his first ever English press conference this week. Did he really? It was very short. Yeah, it was, oh, it was just like a two sentence opening statement in English. So that's cool. Then, then he said, now in Spanish. That's cool. I'm proud of him. I, I like Cuba Torres. And it's going pretty well in Houston right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see him scoring again. I thought that the loss of uh, Romel Cuyoto would hurt this Houston offense. But then they come out and score four goals. So, you know what, Cuba Torres, keep doing what you're doing. I'm glad to see you dominating the league once again. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised with Houston this season. Um, that's the police. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the police. That's out the window right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, also, Cuba Torres, if you are listening, which you probably, I mean, he could be listening, but he probably wouldn't understand anything. So, props or Spanish word for props. See, si. uh, moving on to the second to last game uh, this weekend was I think it was the late night game on sun- on Saturday. Um, Vancouver and LA. Vancouver defeated the Galaxy four to two in the nineteenth minute. Christian Tichera, I'm pretty sure his first name is Christian. Not 100 percent positive yes. on that one. Um, Christian Tichera scored in the nineteenth minute for Vancouver, putting them up one nothing. In the twenty sixth minute, Romain Alessandrini scored his first major league soccer goal. Um, then in the thirtieth minute, Romain Alessandrini again uh, finished up his brace with a second goal. Um, Freddie Montero scored his first goal for the Vancouver Whitecaps with a 66th minute goal, tying things up at two apiece. Um, Matias Laba scored a goal later on and made the game 3-2. to two. And then Laba finished up his brace for the game, making it 4-2, and that's how the scoreline ended. Um, surprising game here for me that LA lost 4-2 to the Whitecaps, um, especially a Whitecaps team without Kakutamane at that point. Um, Romain Alessandrini looked very good once again, but the rest of the team around them didn't impress. Um, 
the Whitecaps. I'm happy to see Freddie Montero finally score for them in uh, Major League Soccer action. He assisted on uh, Matias Lava's first goal, and Lava having an assist. I think Vancouver might be shocking going into the rest of the season if they can continue some solid play from some of their uh, their not as big names. Yeah. I just hope they didn't use up all their goals in this game instead of the CONCACAF Champions League game they have on. Uh, they probably have it on Tuesday. Uh, I think they're the Wednesday game. I think FC Dallas is the Tuesday game. Nevertheless, they probably shouldn't have scored four and used up every single goal they got. But, hey, <laughs> they whatever need, works. They need plenty of goals for uh, Tigres. So. <laughs> but Roman Alessandrini, the, the lone bright spot for the Galaxy, I want to talk about him. He's good at soccer. He's also has nice hair, and he had a he was given an assist by Jermaine Jones and Emmanuel Boateng. So I just want to point out the positive in LA Galaxy because they have not really had a good start to the year. Yeah, this this game hurt me for the Galaxy. I thought the Galaxy would have a very easy game against uh, the Whitecaps, but I don't know. I, it's just bad, and I don't know what to say about it. Uh, like you said, Romain Alessandrini's playing well. He has two goals and two assists in the first five weeks. So he's made an impact. I just, if like I said it earlier, like we made it on, we made this joke on an earlier podcast, but if I'm him, I'm pissed off right now that I have no one good playing around me. I'm looking at a picture on the LA Galaxy Twitter feed. It's him making an L and an A with his hands, and it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I think you should... I think you should post it on Twitter. There's the second positive for the Galaxy this week. (laughs) Also, Jermaine Jones yellow card. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah, I just want to point out that it happened. Uh, How how about this? I do have some positives for the Galaxy going on for the rest of the season. What's that? This game saw the the resurgence of uh, Ashley Cole left back. Giassi Zardis had some playing time. Jelly Van Dam came back from his red card. And Giovanni Dos Santos started again from his injury. So hopefully all their big names are coming back. All their big names are going to gel together soon. And the Galaxy won't be in dismay. Yeah, you and me were talking about the Galaxy uh, just like an hour ago before we started. Yeah. Galaxy, not in good straight shape right now, but they kind of deserve it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a. You're, you're very salty about some LA teams and sports in general, but I'm, I'm kind of upset for the Galaxy right now. You want to move on? Uh, if you want to move on. <laughs> Too much Galaxy Portland. talk for you, Riley. Yeah. I mean, they got David Beckham. They have the best designated player of all time. What else do you want? You're gonna have some rebuilding. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Portland Timbers won. New England Revolution won. This was not how this was supposed to go. Like, New England's supposed to be bad, and Portland's supposed to go and try to win MLS Cup. That didn't happen this way, at least from this one sample size of a game. Diego Valeri, which you and me also had the conversation that he might be, at the end of the day, one of the best designated player signings ever in the history of this league. Scored in the 12th minute, went to halftime 1-0. Then in the 84th minute, U.S. men's national team player Lee Wynn scored in the 84th minute. And that's how it ended. 
it was a point each. And that's kind of weird to me. I first before we talk about the game, I have a question. So, like, okay. you make one cap for the U.S. men's national team, and you can forever call yourself a U.S. men's national team player. That's correct. Cause that you, is, you're, you're in the history books. That's so dumb. Just like uh, U.S. men's national team, you you say U.S. men's national team Kukutamana, he didn't even get a cap. I never, no, I said he got a call up. I never okay. said he was a men's national team player. Sure. <laughs> Um, but going back to the game, Portland looked dominant for 86 minutes of the game. Um, New England kind of just pressured at the end of the game, and Lee Nguyen just did what he, what we expect him to do, but hasn't really done in recent years. Uh, he put the ball away. Um, some bright spots for the game. Um, New England rookie, 26-year-old rookie center back, I think his name is Jordan Smith. He started in this game, and from what ESPN was saying, from uh, what Julie Stewart-Binks was saying, that he was specifically put into the starting lineup to physically match Fernando Adi. And at times, he definitely got pushed off the ball by Adi, but at times, he definitely slowed him down and looked pretty good. So I do have to give it to him that he did a pretty good job that others couldn't do against Fernando Adi, and that was probably my one big moment of this game that I saw. I really like how the Portland Timbers have this dark green smoke. I It's, I, it's really pleasing to the eye. I love the Timbers environment, honestly. I like how <laughs> each goal scorer gets a piece of the log. I just love it. So, like, top three MLS atmosphere, if we're going back to this? Uh... Seattle, Portland, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. I think it has to be those three right now. But Yankee Stadium's underrated. Yankee I, Stadium gets lit. I, I don't think it's that good. I've been to the game there. I don't think it's that good. It looks cool on TV. I guess just because it's a baseball stadium. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's Yankee Stadium. It's kind of shitty at times. because yeah, it's, it's not a soccer stadium. It's not, but it's okay. Shout out to Chris Tierney. Uh, he got subbed off. Do you want to apologize about last week? I for- formally apologize to Mr. Chris Tierney for assuming your nationality. I assume <laughs> that you weren't American. I was wrong. You're from Boston. That's within the boundaries of the United States. My apologies. Boston's like one of the most American cities in America, so. I didn't know it was from Boston. Chris Tierney. <laughs> Like, Tyranny is a weird last name that I've never really been familiar with because I'm from the South. Not a lot of Tyrannies down here, dude. Alright, so let's move on to next week's games. Um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance yet, but what game are you most looking forward to next week? You can go first if you'd like. I can go first. See, I feel like I, I wrote down a few games I'm interested in, and I feel like my number one game is your game. But I'm going to say it anyway. Atlanta United versus Toronto FC is a game that I am extraordinarily interested in. You have Miguel Amiron, Yamil Assad, Sebastian Giovinco, Josie out the door. I hoped, I hope that they can score goals this week and not like what we got this week with Atlanta and Seattle. I want to see like 5-3. I want to see like 4-3. 
I want to see a high-scoring game between these two teams. 7-5. to five. I would love that. Oh, man. Why isn't that a national TV game, man? It should be. It, it should be. It should be. But, it's you on know. TSN. It's on Fox Sports. Also, so I guess that maybe I can try to grab it. Yeah, I, you know, it, it sucks to suck sometimes. That's actually not the game I first looked to. What was your game? And then, this is not not biased at all. I really do think this would probably be the game of the week. Orlando City on national television at home with that environment, looking to bounce back from the 2-0 loss against Columbus this week, playing the New York Red Bulls, also looking to bounce back from a 4-1 loss at the hands of the Houston Dynamo. Both these teams got you know, beat pretty bad last week. They both look pretty terrible. Uh, see who, who emerges on top and bounces back and gets the points or a point. I have a bold prediction before that before, uh, for that game before we wrap things up. A yep. combined hat trick between Kyle Lahren and Bradley Wright Phillips. I think Kyle Lahren probably has a brace because he does score pretty well against New York teams. So give me Kyle Lahren, Brace, Bradley Wright Phillips, one goal, combined hat-trick. I really hope Jaws Bowling scores. Eh, I'm, I'm not too crazy. He deserves it. He deserves it for the role he's replaced in Kaká, but I, I think, you know, just keep Kyle Lahren scoring and the rest of the team will function the way it should. Kyle Lahren's on score 28 goals. <laughs> break, the, uh, break the single season <laughs> record. Yeah. Take that, Bradley. Bradley Wright Phillips has a share of it. Yeah, Bradley Wright Phillips that. is one. Chris Wondolowski is the other. And um, Roy Lasseter is the third. Question about Bradley Wright Phillips. Can the U.S. cap him or is England already capped him? I think England's already capped him. Roy Hudson. Not cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, good luck to our MLS guys this weekend. Not this weekend, like tomorrow. Don't know why I said this weekend. FC Dallas going on the road for to play Pachuca, 2-1 lead there. And Vancouver playing Tigres at home with 2-0 deficit. Good luck to those guys. Hope to see at least one of them in the CONCACAF Champions League final. Yeah, let's hope Vancouver can put up another four spot. And uh, <laughs> let's hope FC Dallas can just continue, continue scoring against Mexican teams. Um, They've had a week off. Yeah, hopefully they can do it. They didn't play this week. Um, <laughs> and on that note, uh, you guys can catch us on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe there. Uh, you can catch us on Google Play. It really does can... help. What did you say? It really does help us out. It really does help us out like way more than you guys probably think. Um, like I said last week, we are now on Google Play. We are on Stitcher, and we are on Buzzsprout. Um you can email us at themlsace5 at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at MLSAces and at Riley J. McManus. And you can find us on Instagram at MLS underscore Aces. Riley, is there anything else you want to say before we get going? I uh, appreciate you listening, man. Everybody out there, a uh, lot of good feedback, a lot of critical feedback. I know I got made fun of. From the hexagon incident, uh, the hexagon incident, the Christianity incident, and pretty much everything else messed up on. But I'm gonna try to be one percent less worse next week, and see how that keeps going. Hey, just get better every week, and that's 
That's that's what I want to end this uh, podcast off on. Get better every week.